Well, should we uh, talk about what we came here for? That's what we're here for. Taking suggestions and actually following through with it? Yes. So thank <laughs> you. Thank you to Dean for throwing out a show idea. So, like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, just keep it up. If anybody has an idea, just throw it out there. We'll see if we can muster up the energy to, to, to talk about it. So. Yeah, I mean, insert, so it's a once a week podcast. We can we can get energy for a once a week podcast. Insert yeah, cheap plug here. We have a Twitter feed at uh, I Seen It Pod. So drop yes. a suggestion there, or and we I have our dis- a Facebook group and a Discord. Yep. Yeah. So we're getting out there. So yay! No, no, no I think we should do Instagram. We should have Christian do our Instagram. In what world am I going to do an Instagram? In this one? Why? What about in the world? I don't have an Instagram for myself, let alone. Oh, there we go. You're in the world where little tortilla boy is selling tortillas <laughs> in the corner. No! That's the world that you're doing an Instagram for this. <laughs> You can do it, Christian. I believe no, in I'm you. I'm not. I'm not doing an Instagram. What about TikTok? I'm not doing a TikTok. It's a. It's an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, just cut it down. Cut 90 minutes of this crap out and give us like a good <laughs> 90 seconds of a, the, the good fun. minute and a half of of our weekly bit. All right, the good stuff. Just Christian like, speaking. So, just you over be. Paul Rudd's face, going, "Oh, T doll." <laughs> <laughs> I'm James Bond. Why do you sound like a leprechaun? Uh, good one, Jobin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on with our, with our music movies. So yes, we're we're talking about music movies, and we kind of came to an idea that we would focus on movies, uh, documentaries. We didn't include. I think there could be so many. If we included documentaries, I don't think we would have enough oh, yeah. time on the podcast. So, if you want just a quick documentary uh, recommendation, I think it's called Hired Guns. Fantastic. It talks about studio musicians. It's really, really good. I always, first thing I always think of is the four hour Tom Petty and the Heartbre- Heartbreakers documentary. That's just, I have not seen that. Exhaustive and it's just, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Worm, do you have any music docs that you like? Oh, boy. Uh, Off the top of my head, no, I can't think of anything that I... No, I got nothing. Good job, Sparky. All right, so we decided upon that we were going to pick movies that were... that Dean recommended that would have either about musicians or bands... So we have come up with our some of our favorites and uh, some honorable mentions as well. So if Jordan, if you want to lead. All right. My number three uh, could be number one on a lot of people's lists. Uh, This is Spinal Tap. It was a 1984 mockumentary that basically started the mockumentary genre. Um. 
following this band who called themselves Spinal Tap. Um, it actually, um, after this movie came out, there was a lot of people that wanted to know where they could see this band. They didn't realize that it wasn't. A, that, <laughs> they after really the wanted. Chance, to they see still them. wanted to see them. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they thought it was real. So, and that lasted for a while. Uh, this thing stars Michael McKean, um, Christopher Guest, um, Rob Reiner's even in it. Uh, but Michael McKean, I think, steals this whole movie for me. Uh, he's just re- he's just ridiculous and awesome at the same time. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's just absolutely slapping you in the face full of satire. <laughs> It actually got um, it drew a claim from some major bands like I don't know U two and Nirvana, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith. They have all talked about how they they what they've all seen this movie and they're just like, hey, that's is this about us? Like, how did they get this and how do they know that we did that? And I mean, they <laughs> pretty much nailed it right on the head with everything that they were doing. Um, I mean, every band can relate to this movie that. You know, it was ever a hair band. Um, like, Dokken has said that, you know, they basically followed my career. Um, Glenn Danzing of uh, The Misfits was even quoted as saying, like, how did they get this footage of us? <laughs> um, but uh, it actually became a term, you know, uh, people referring to a band that was taking themselves too seriously is like, oh yeah, they're very Spinal Tap. Like, <laughs> so I mean, it it goes beyond just being a movie. So, and like I said, it's it's got some hilarious some hilarious lines in it, and it's it's just great. I mean, you get the famous quote, you know, turn it up to eleven. <laughs> people started making amplifiers with the number eleven on them after that. So, yeah, yeah that's that's my number three. <laughs> I I cannot wait to uh, show this movie to my boys because this movie is it's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, it's endlessly quotable. Um, just kind of thinking here, the scene where they can't get out of the the backstage <laughs> to get up on the <laughs> when, when they're lost. Yes, <laughs> it's just all that it's just it's it's yeah it's hilarious yeah my favorite it 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 flopped too so i mean it it didn't really hit its stride until i don't know the late 90s i think is when it got its resurgence as kind of being dubbed the cult classic and everyone took it for another ride my favorite bit of trivia from spinal tap is um when rob reiner was making princess bride he wanted Mark Knopfler to do the music for Princess Bride, and Mark Knopfler agreed to do it only if Rob Reiner you put the hat that he was wearing in Spinal Tap somewhere in the movie Princess Bride. <laughs> so you'll see it on the wall of uh, the kid's bedroom at the beginning of the movie. So that that is funny. Kinda, yeah. So obviously it made a, a pretty big impact on um, Mark Knopfler as well, who was the lead man of the Dire Straits. I have a question for you, Chris- Christian. Um, I know you're a, a big fan of a, a Mighty Wind. Uh, I know it's not directed by Rob Reiner, but it's everyone else. 
who's in Spinal Tap is pretty much in A Mighty Wind. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? I just had this thought where they started with Spinal Tap, which was a you know a great fuck you to uh, hair metal music, to making something like sweet and very very grown up uh, with a mighty wind, especially with the song, you know where they get the kiss. So I just oh yeah with um, Eugene Levy and yeah. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara, yeah. So. It's just it's just cool to see their arc to where they came from. Obviously, yeah, they haven't changed from, much from really grungy hair metal to a movie so saccharine and sweet that you almost get diabetes watching it. Yes, <laughs> basically, it's it's basically a big long fart joke. <laughs> but yeah, Mighty Wind is actually pretty pretty good movie. Yeah, I I. I I love the the Christopher Guest all them with their movies when they what what they've made so so yeah, yeah good good start worm yes yeah, this is Spinal Tap classic go see it go but it's see not it. streaming it's not streaming anywhere so go buy really? it. just go just go buy it just take that recommendation go buy a five dollar DVD of it just. Put it a part of your collection. Trust us. That would require me to have a DVD player. <laughs> well, you have a Blu-ray player, don't you? It doesn't play DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, you could probably remember? buy it streaming. Oh, yeah. I'd rather yeah. just get the VHS of it. <laughs> do you still have a VCR? I do. I could find one in a closet somewhere. I think you have my copies of the original Star Wars done. Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah I have right. your copies and I have Rachel's copies too. <laughs> Good. Watch them. You must. Yeah. Wow. They're actually, I turned around and I'm looking right at them. So. Good to know. Yes. Probably the, right. the, the most valuable asset I own is <laughs> the original, <laughs> original hey, cut of Star Wars. It's safely in my house. All right, I'll go next. All right, so my third, and just to say, this was incredibly difficult to just pick three movies. Um, I went with a movie that has just always been high on my list. I don't necessarily know if everyone feels the same way that I do. Uh, it's 1987's La Bamba with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. I think it's just a fantastic early turn from him. Uh kind of went against what he had been doing before or after where he was just, you know, the action star. Um, uh, it's just another great cast. Something I talk about a lot is got Joey pants, Joe Pantoliano as Bob Keen. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's yours, Jordan. Um, love who, me some Joey pants. Yeah, I love some Joey pants. Um, he's just, he's really good. It's just the sees the, you know, it's, Finds out the talent in Richie Valens, and he just takes him out to the world. Shows, gets to make him a star. Uh, the the covers by Los Lobos are done really, really well. They've just got so much energy to them, uh, especially the the concert moments when, I mean, Lou Diamond's not singing, Los Lobos is singing. It just it just works. It just has so much fucking it just just an energy to the movie. Um, but really, the movie is stolen by both Rosanna DeSoto 
uh, as Richie's mom. Um, she's just so good at, you know, somebody who's so proud of her son. But on the flip side of that, Isa Morales as Richie's uh, brother is the jealous, you know, asshole type that just can't can't let any good happen in the life. He has to just bring everybody down. Um, and yeah, he's just he's so good. Um, the ending was one of the earliest that I could remember that was just a major fucking bummer um, when Richie and I'm going to give a big bopper and Buddy Holly get into the airplane and the aftermath of that and when Isai just yells out Richie uh, I think there's just something about that well there's Ricky from Boys in the Hood but um, getting off on a tangent here but um when Issei just releases that that energy, it is just just heartbreaking. And the song by Sleepwalk by Johnny and Santo has just always been a sad song because of that fucking ending. Um, yeah, just I've always thought it was a great movie. Again, great energy, always rewatch rewatchable soundtrack. Apparently, is, um, go ahead. Uh, um, Richie Valens' family was on set when they filmed that last scene. No way. And wow. I don't remember if it was his mom or his sister or something like that, like ran up to um, Blue Diamond Phillips, hugging him and just weeping in his arms, crying, why did you go? Why did you go? Jesus, that would be. I've heard that but story before. I've never <laughs> I have not the, heard that story before. The the family gave like 100% blessings to that movie. They They, they, they nailed it. It's a really, it's a great biopic. Yeah, it's one of, and it's one of the one of the ones where there's not any, you know, because usually the 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 biopic has you know the rise, you know the the mm -hmm. the apex and then the fall. This is just yeah, it's it's rise, 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 dead. Yeah, yeah, which, which they, is is exactly what happened. Day the music died. Yeah. Yes, go see it. Yeah, La Bamba, I love it. It's, and that, good movie. That, that was Lou's first like breakthrough movie, though, right? That was his first uh, feature length film. I think so. Yeah, I think that was eighty seven, and then Young Guns was eighty eight. And Chavez, Chavez. That's that's my favorite. Lou Diamond Phillips. Has anyone had a stronger opening to a career that just did nothing after that? I mean, La Bamba, Young Guns, eighty eight. Uh, Stand and Deliver was 88. Young Guns 2 was 90. Didn't he do Renegades I mean, with uh, Kiefer Sutherland? I mean, that was... 89, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he had... He After flew that, out. Though, I mean, he didn't do anything worth a damn, it seems. No. Yeah, he fell off pretty quick. Yeah, for those who don't know about it, um, the accident, the, the plane wreck happened about an hour away from where uh, Don Jordan and I grew up in Clear Lake, Iowa. Yep. And there's a, there's a, I mean, it's, it's not a big memorial, but there's a little memorial in the field where the plane crashed. And at the, uh, um, the, the music venue, they have a big, they have a display there too. And an interesting part about that is that Waylon, uh, Waylon Jennings 
the country singer, used to be the bass player for the Crickets, Buddy Holly's band. And he was supposed to be on the plane, but he gave his ticket or he gave his seat to the Big Bopper. Wasn't that that was in the movie, right? Where I they, think so, but yeah, they really don't highlight. You know, it was like that's Waylon Jennings. He was gonna, you know, end up having a huge career of his own. Yeah, but yeah, they they do have something like that in the movie. The Alabama's a great film. All right. Who's next? Uh, I'm going to go on something a little bit more recent. Uh, I'm picking Yesterday. came out in 2019. Uh, movie starring, uh, directed by Danny Boyle, starring uh, Hamesh Patel and uh, Lily James. Uh, it's about some like weird situation. I, it's kind of hard to explain why it happens, but for some reason... There's like some weird power outage or something like that. And then all of a sudden, like all of the, the Beatles catalog just disappears. And only a handful of people in the world remember it. And one of them is this musician in England. And so he goes around trying to recreate the music. And everybody thinks it's his own original stuff. And... The amazing thing is that the actor actually does all the music, plays the guitar, and he sings it all himself, which is really quite amazing. Because I like this guy just like seemed to come out of nowhere. But it also has a, a cameo of uh, from Ed Sheeran, and it stars not really stars, but like co-stars Kate McKinnon, who I really cannot stand. She plays like that that typical record company sleazebag who only thinks about money and stuff like that. Well, I, I kind of get that you need to have somebody kind of scummy to play that character. I really liked the way that Jason Sudeikis did it in The Rocker better. But that's the only bad thing I don't like about the movie. But if you like Beatles music, Yesterday is, a, is an absolute must. And that's why I didn't care for yesterday. I'm not a huge Beatles fan. Sure. The movie itself, it was clever. I like the idea of it. The whole synopsis of what happened was cool. You know, and the execution of it's pretty good. Uh, I just don't care for Beatles songs, so the movie didn't do anything for me. I haven't watched it yet. I just heard the, the mixed reviews on it, so, but... I'll give it a chance since you you put it out there, Christian. Yeah. Well, if you're going to watch, I'm not going to spoil too much about it, but it does have a scene that I really didn't care for was they they talked to John Lennon because if the Beatles didn't exist, then John <laughs> Lennon didn't die. And that was one of the scenes I really I thought was kind of a push. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard about that scene, too. So, and I've heard that same sort of reaction to it. So, if you go into it and you just kind of skipped over that scene, that's probably for the better. But, <laughs> but overall, I really like the movie. I really like the music. I like you know, not just Beatles music. I like the way that this kid performed all the music, and you know, you're trying to bring back some iconic songs from memory, and you know, he's. 
most of this of the movie he's having a hard time remembering the lyrics to Eleanor Rigby, which is kind of funny. But um but yeah, I definitely recommend yesterday if you're a Beatles fan at all. And it's or always fun to see Ed Sheeran get his ass beat in a music contest. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going going up against Beatles music, Ed Sheeran really can't hold a candle, but Oh, they tried in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that really wasn't a fair contest. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like I think I think I'd think, rather listen to Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I I really don't find anything about Ed Sheeran appealing. Yeah, I got to side with Christian. I'm going to go with the Beatles. Um, all right. Uh, I will go with my two, which is kind of a, kind of a cheap answer. Uh, I'm going with Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, from 2000 by the Coen Brothers. I mean, sure, it's a crime movie. Sure, it's a dramedy. But uh, it's got a whole lot of music in it that they're performing as the Soggy Bottom Boys. And uh, they are a great little folk band. Um, I don't know. Not much of the movie is based on the music itself, so it's kind of cheating. But I'm going with it simply for the fact that the soundtrack for this movie won a Grammy for best album of the year. I mean, how many soundtracks get to say that? Um, what year? Is this it 2000. Was it 2000? I thought it was 2001. Yeah, it's right around that time. I thought it was 2000. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, it stars George Clooney, who's typically great in everything. Obviously, it's Clooney. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who I really have grown to love in everything that he does. <laughs> um, John Turturro is hard to miss on anything. And uh, John Goodman's got a little bit of this too. So like I said, it's a Coen Brothers movie based on, well, I say based on, very loosely based on The Odyssey by Homer. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's it follows the... The group of guys, you know, Clooney and uh, Tim Blake Nelson and Turturro were working on a chain gang in a prison. They escape off a chain gang and get into some shenanigans along the way trying to find, um, was it Tim Blake Nelson that said that he had a, buried a treasure before this lake came along and they were going to go retrieve his little treasure? Uh, either way, they they get themselves up to their neck in a whole bunch of shit and they find a way to hilariously escape capture over and over again. And yeah, it's uh it's a great movie. It's uh top, top three Coen brother movies of all time for me. So if you like the Coen brothers, you'll love this. I mean, I don't, the guys didn't do any of the real singing, but either way it's, it's a great little performance. I especially love Clooney in this movie and I don't really care for him in a whole lot of stuff, but this one, he's, he's great. I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I, I do, I do. It is a very good movie. Um, yeah, it's sound. I agree. Soundtrack is soundtrack is 
phenomenal. It was 2002. It was 2002? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, this is one of the Coen Brothers movies that I always say that I want to get back to because it's just definitely been too long since I've seen it again. Just looking at the competition it was up against, it was nothing really pushing it. I thought Hughes <laughs> was a toad. <laughs> I agree with the Tim Blake Nelson thing. He is just so unique in just everything that he's in, whether it's a bit part or it, you know it's something larger. So yeah, when when I see right. his name in the credits, it gets my attention. What about when he's President Nerd and uh, was it? Uh, oh shoot, the. Second, no, was it the second one? Maybe it was the first one. Um, Olympus has fallen. <laughs> uh, Tim Blake Nelson takes over as acting president. In that I believe. <laughs> I think the world needs that to happen. So, uh, but yeah, he was really great in The Watchmen as Rorschach. Believe. I always liked him in his little bit part in Minority Report, where he is the... God, I don't think he's a jailer, but he's like the the overseer of everyone who gets captured. So it just... He doesn't belong in that universe, but when you see him in that universe, it's like, oh yeah, he's in there, okay. Well, he's got such a unique look to him, too, so it's it's hard not to be like, oh, it's Tim Blake Nelson. Wasn't he in the Coen Brothers, the the cowboy musical that they did? The Ballad of ago? Buster Scruggs. Yeah. yeah that movie. I haven't seen either, so I started it. Oh, really? Never oh. finished. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, two. That movie You'll gets really enjoy dark. That. Jesus. Yeah, I, I, I didn't turn it off in anger or anything. I just turned it off because I was tired, and I. It it goes from light and kind of fl- funny to. I need to reassess my life. <laughs> All right, I got another one to write down. I'm going to watch Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Well, the good thing about that is you can turn it off after like a half hour. Yeah, it was like it's like four different movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed the first one. The rest of them weren't. Yeah. All right. So I guess it's my turn. Um, my number two, and I had to check with the guys to see if this would work, um, was 1995's Mr. Holland's Opus. Um, this was my first introduction to Richard Dreyfus. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen Jaws yet, hadn't seen Close Encounters yet, so uh, it's always been my personal favorite movie of his. Even though pretty much everything he's in, I'm I'm on board with it. Uh, you hadn't seen Jaws in '95? <laughs> no, I didn't see it till a little bit later. What? I mean, I I knew what it was, but. Yeah, I hadn't. I didn't watch it till yeah, probably a year or two after. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't uh, think I went in a pool even for the whole <laughs> summer. Of the first time I saw Jaws. 
I think I was too busy watching like Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, those sorts of. Yeah, but so when I wanna... saw when I saw Jaws, I went, "Oh fuck, okay, that's gonna stick." Um, yeah, this all movie also introduced me to the idea that uh, teachers do have sex because um, it's a conversations that's brought up in the movie about asking about the Glenn and his uh, Glenn and his wife are having a conversation about, Hey, did you ever think that, you know, so-and-so had sex when, when we were younger? And so, yeah, it's always, that thought is always in my head now, which is kind of sick. Um, uh, Glenn Headley is very, very good in this movie as Mr. Holland's wife. Um, she just, she's, Stands up to, stands up to Mr. Holland. It's just, just so good, especially when the the drama kicks in with their young son Cole and uh, what is going on with him. Uh, again, another great cast. It's got uh, early work from William H Macy as the uh, takes it too seriously principal. Um, Olympia Dukakis, I believe, as the assistant principal, who's got a great line in a movie about, you know, you know, about being a compass. Uh, it's got a, oh, I'm going to get, need to look, oh, a young Alicia Witt is in this. I believe, oh, I'm getting, I'm going to forget his name, the lead actor from Hustle and Flow. Uh, neither one of you never remember. The lead actor. Uh, no. Was it Terrence? Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Right. Young Terrence Howard as the drummer in this. Um, it's got a uh, Jay Thomas. Well, I hadn't. I don't think I've seen anything else. He is memorable as the the gym teacher best friend to Glenn Holland. Um, the score from this movie has always been one of my favorites from Michael Kamen. Uh, he's mostly known for a lot of action he did like lethal weapon die hard uh robin hood uh this one is a little bit different um got a uh i i think a fantastic scene with um the mr holland is leading a uh high school play and they get to sing uh, john lennon's beautiful boy and his son is uh, singing it uh, in front of him. It's just a beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, the ending with Mr. Holland getting older and finally getting to um, play his symphony um, is still just incredibly moving. Uh, it's just uh, it's it's one of my favorite pieces of music. Uh, again, this will all just all tie in with all these. Just another great soundtrack from, I want to say, 60s, 70s, 80s. I think it's it just, each decade they have just you know, songs that you recognize, but it's all just really great music. So, yeah. Have either one of you seen this movie? I have not. Yeah, I've seen it years and years and years ago. I and I think this just comes from me thinking that anyone who gets a claim for playing a drunk, uh, it 
to me, that doesn't seem like something so easy. Uh, I've always thought that this performance was better than Nick Cage's performance in Leaving Las Vegas. Um, I, 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 I don't think it takes much to play somebody who's, who's, you know, drunk and just wants to kill themselves. So, yeah, that's just me being biased, though. But I think Nicolas Cage could have won in anything else. I just think Richard Dreyfuss was better in Mr. Holland's Opus. What about Jeff Bridges and Crazy Heart? I, I like that. I, I thought he was... I thought it was good. I thought it was uh, it was a tough movie to get through at certain points, um, but yeah, it was about time that Jeff Bridges did get recognized as somebody who should you know, have an award. Which you know that shit doesn't really matter. It's but um, but yeah, I kind of wish that Jeff Bridges didn't fall off of a where everything he's playing is Rooster Cogburn after that. But, yeah, I've always liked um, the, yeah, Crazy Heart. Well, what about Richard Dreyfus and Jaws? <laughs> Richard, everybody, hey, Jaws <laughs> is perfect. Everybody in Jaws is, I, just, I love the stories about uh, Richard Shaw, Robert Shaw, sorry, Rick, Robert Shaw. Basically, just him and Dreyfus almost got into like fights every single day because Shaw came from one way to act and Dreyfus was another way. And yeah, it's again the backstory as to how movies get filmed is sometimes more interesting than the actual movie, but um, kind of adds to it when you when you watch Jaws and you see the two of them. Their bickering isn't just acting; they really don't fucking like each other. Right. It's kind of like us on this podcast. Precisely. <laughs> I guess I'm doing my number two. Your number two, number two. Uh, did you just call me a piece of shit? <laughs> I may have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number two is the amazing 100% true story of uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Yes. 100% true story. Thank you. I absolutely love this one. And I remember the first time uh, I watched this with you, Don, we were at your apartment. Uh huh. And they were doing the song, The Duet. <laughs> and I, I was laughing so hard. I, I, oh my God. I, it, such a funny, clever movie. Yeah, it's John C. Riley is so funny. I love that he's playing a fifteen-year-old, even though he's a forty-five-year-old <laughs> man at his talent show in high school. I'm your twelve-year-old girlfriend, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like current age Kristen Wiig. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know who else has hands, do we? The, <laughs> the devil. devil. And he uses them for holding. <laughs> oh, God. It's such a great movie. Oh. If this movie doesn't make you laugh, there's something, there's wrong with you, man. something very, very wrong with yeah. you. It's like if it's you've a... seen any bi uh, music biopic, this spoofs all of that. <laughs> to a T. It's guys... perfect. What are you guys doing in here? Oh, we're doing cocaine, <laughs> do we? What's it do? 
takes out your bad feelings and turns them into good ones. Oh, I think I want to try me some of that cocaine. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's endlessly quotable. You, re- you really, if you haven't seen it, you got to watch Walk Hard. Yes. It's so fun. I mean, Jenna Fisher's great in it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> God, everybody. The Patrick Duffy. <laughs> what happened to you, Dewey? I don't know what happened to me, but I know what happened to you. Patrick Duffy took a beating. Honey, can I drop acid with the Beatles? <laughs> okay, <laughs> but just this one time. <laughs> Probably the biggest, most laugh out loud moment to me is when Dewey takes the, the LSD and he's he's so this is his bad trip with the Beatles yeah it he's it is fucking underwear <laughs> he's I think he's got the the toilet in or his sink in his hands <laughs> oh no that's towards the end oh, that's was that towards the end running. I thought it was no that's that's when he was the one with the Beatles that's, no that's that's way after that because he's oh. he's because Jenna Fisher's trying to get him off the drugs Yes. And he, he pops it in his mouth. He's like, what did you just eat? <laughs> gum? I don't see no gum in your mouth. And he just, yeah, he just trips on PCP and <laughs> climbs up the a running, building. Yeah, he's the like running the gag, The running gag of him ripping sinks out of the wall <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, watch, 100% watch Walk Hard. If you if you don't watch it after this recommendation, then I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> yes, yes, I I would agree with that. It just brings an absolute fucking smile to your face. Uh, check yourself into the nearest hospital if you don't like Walk Hard. And it's like they yeah. take the movie so serious too, <laughs> which is which is, it really adds the authenticity that like. <laughs> Yeah, it so it plays funny. it it plays it like you're watching like a music biopic, but you know it's it's just full of shit and it's just making fun of everything. <laughs> the wrong kid died. <laughs> you're too young to have the blues, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's a cameo by an actual blues legend, David Honeyboy Edwards. Dude is like legit old school blues which is actually kind of a cool a really cool little cameo they have in there teaching young Dewey how to play guitar which of course he learns in three minutes (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I have one more quote that I have to get out (laughs) so when his dad's yelling at him and he's like you ain't half the boy Nate was you ain't even half the half the boy that he was after he was cut in half yeah, Wait, so you're saying I'm less than a quarter of a boy Nate was? Wrong yeah, kid wrong kid died. <laughs> oh my god. God, I would just want to watch that movie right now. <laughs> right, when he's talking to the doctor. Speak English, doc. We ain't, we ain't scientists. <laughs> scientists. <laughs> Your boy is a bad case of being cut in half. <laughs> See, I don't understand it that movies like that that are so goddamn clever don't get any kind of. I mean, obviously, it probably got. I think it got critical response. I don't think it made any fucking money. But John C. Well, Riley should have 
Chauncey Riley should have been nominated for goddamn Oscar for that. It's so well, it got they a seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The, they don't, the, they the don't recognize du- comedy. The no, duet song should have been for best song, at least if anything. Yeah. Where are they going to play it? You they can can't. play. They you can't can play, play that on the Oscars. It's enough where you can play it on the radio. It's all they need. Yeah. All right. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Well, Great. Let's do it in ways that make you feel good. <laughs> In my dreams, you're blowing uh, me. Blow. Some kisses. <laughs> <laughs> That's you can always my come my back over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to stop or we're going to sing yeah. old, old yes. albums. All right. <laughs> we got to do That's We got to do a watch along. Yeah, we do. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it'll be, it'll be just us <laughs> laughing. Yep. <laughs> laughing and, and, and reciting lines of the movie. All right. Which I know well, somebody's wife doesn't appreciate. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Uh, actually, true story, funny story with that. She, well, I was trying to tell her how great Walk Hard was, and she just she wasn't she wasn't you know, into it. So I played it while she was still in the same room with me, and she fucking laughed. She she didn't want to watch the rest of the movie, but I think the duet song is the one that got her to to finally crack and admit that I was right that the movie is goddamn funny. So, my wife, I love you. You can watch this movie. It is a musical. It's okay. All right. So, to get away from Dewey Cox. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 2014's Whiplash as my number one. Uh, this stars Miles Teller in, I think, his best role. Uh, you might oh. have seen him in, I don't know, Bleed for this or War nope. Dogs or nope. <laughs> what about nope. the Fantastic Four reboot? Nope. Uh, get a Job with Anna Kendrick? Nope. <laughs> Forgetting the title, Anyways. he was in a movie with Sh- Shailene Woodley. Um, uh, it'll come to me. I'll think of it. Well, that's not very I, helpful. I, I, I know. Waste our time. Needless to uh, say, he's been in nothing. I'm assuming it's the spectacular now. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. That is actually a really good movie. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, because it's got Coach. Um, oh, God. No, Frank I'm blanking on his name. No, <laughs> Kyle Chandler. Yes. Coach yes. from uh, uh, Friday Night Lights. From Friday Night Lights TV show. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so he is an aspiring elite drummer, uh, going to, oh God, what, I can't remember what the, what the conservatory is that he's in some, some elite music prep school, kind of like a Juilliard, um, where he meets the, I don't know, the worst thing in his whole life, J.K. Simmons as the teacher, the hard-ass music teacher. Uh, I I absolutely love this movie, and my wife hates that I watch it all the time. (laughs) Poor Audrey. (laughs) She's like, oh, you're watching this again? And they'll just walk out of the room. (laughs) But um, 
Yeah, it gives you a, quite the inside look of the sacrifices and dedication that it takes to achieve greatness. I mean, this guy wants to be Buddy Rich, who's, I don't know, one of the top 10 most acclaimed influential drummers of all time. For jazz, um, yeah. Yeah, as yeah, so uh he's he's willing to sacrifice anything and everything to be good. And J.K. Simmons does not give him any of the satisfaction that he's looking for. I mean, the, the, this movie's endlessly quotable for me, too, because I've seen it a million times. But uh, Damien Chazelle is the director of this, and he should have, I think he should have won an Oscar for this. Um, uh, I know the, the movie won Best Picture, I believe. But... No, 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 no. It won. It won, I remember this, um, and I'll go into my story on it. Uh, it won Best Editing. Best uh, it Sound won, Mixing? I don't think it won that. Like it that. won for J.K. Simmons. I think it won, like, maybe three, three or four. Maybe it did win Sound. Um, but yeah, it was the it was the He technical... won Best Supporting Actor, right? Yes. Yeah, he, the movie was very surprising that it won those technicals that that night so anytime a movie wins uh, that many to me it's the the academy saying that you know this really was one of the best movies so yeah it's it's spectacular um i mean this i mean damien chazelle has also done like i don't know la la land he did la la land he did first man something else yeah first man I think those are his three. He had that one he's other done. one, didn't he? No, no. Uh, I think he just had Ten Cloverfield Lane was the other one that I enjoyed of his. I haven't seen it, but I saw um, the trailers. I really should have watched that one. It's. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> just all right. Um. Yeah, it's all right. But yeah, it's right. it's it's this movie. I can't talk about it enough. I I absolutely love this film. Um. The the big fuck you is is quite the reveal and it's perfect. It's a great. I mean, <laughs> you just want this guy to get everything that's coming to him, and he just never does. And it's uh, yeah, it's it's quite the role. So yeah, that go watch last, Whiplash whenever you can. That last <laughs> ten minutes of the movie is probably one of the best ten minutes to end a movie. Yeah, that that. That reveal as to what gets to happen is just so goddamn cathartic. Um, I am a nut for watching the Oscar-nominated movies before the Oscars come up, and I remember um, this being... I think this was nominated for Best Picture. Uh, My brain isn't working so well right now. But um, anyway, that year was a lot of, like, boring biopics and all that and when whip when i got to watch whiplash finally it just kicked my fucking ass through and through it was so goddamn good and i recommended it to my brother and it blew him away the same way um yeah i it's such a such a amazing first movie uh it's yeah, the J.K. Simmons part, the the drill sergeant, uh, jazz teacher is so uh, such a fucking 
piece of shit that <laughs> you want to see anything that can and will happen to him, and you just goddamn you wish that the Miles Teller character could just punch him in the fucking face. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's I, I love it. Yeah, this so good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> Have you seen this? I don't think you've seen yeah, this. Yeah, that's all you got to say about it. What else? What else do I need to say? You guys are gushing over it. I mean, it's a good movie. I'm not gonna. There's yeah, nothing else fine. I can add to your to your uh, responses. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good movie. <laughs> Remember, Christian. There's no two words in the English language more harmful than "good job." <laughs> nice pick. All right, uh, I get I get to top that. Um, my number one is 2000's Cameron Crowe's Almost Famous. Uh, this is another movie that I watched with Christian, and I yeah, this is a movie that you have adored for uh -huh. thirty years. Yep, yeah, it's yeah, it's. But you did laugh on when they revealed when there's the big reveal on the airplane. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a. It was a it was a stress breaker scene. Yes, um, but I have always had a monster crush on Cameron Crowe. Um, I just love what he does with his movies. His movies just make you feel good inside. Um, there's not a lot of negativity in his movies. Um, his soundtracks, obviously, from his background being a writer for Rolling Stone, his soundtracks are always just immaculate um, it was it was pseudo autobiographical wasn't it yes yes it was um because he he did get to right he did get to go with i think it was the allman brothers band that um he got to go on tour with them so he could get a story so the the fictional band oh my god i my I brain just blacked out um <laughs> but um yeah so he the the movie has Patrick Fujet playing the Cameron Crowe character as the 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 outcast who doesn't really belong in high school he's got grander aspirations so he gets a call from Rolling Stone magazine to you know cover this band and he he is told you know don't just do your job. Um, amazing performance by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, Lester Bangs as the rock, rock uh, <laughs> journalist god. Endlessly quotable Lester Bangs. Um, yeah, I feel I, like that should be his Boogie Nights character's name. <laughs> <laughs> oh feel, God! Feel, feel, feel the heat. Feel my heat. Um, but yeah, just I I wrote down some quotes here. Just I've always liked the you know uh, he Lester is you know said thank you to you know for being home and he says I'm always home. I'm uncool. Um, when he plays Iggy Pop at way too early in the morning for the radio DJ and he just yells out Iggy Pop. Um, Iggy Pop's great. <laughs> and then he, he he asks the young kid, you know, what are you listening to? And he tells him, and he 
fucking hangs up on him with with no feelings about it and just says the boy's on drugs. Um, <laughs> um, this is this is the Cameron Crow that I miss. Um, I, I liked Elizabeth Town. Uh, Aloha was just garbage, but this is the guy that I grew up with and fell in love with, and just yeah, this this movie's perfect. And you just put a little bow on it. There are two different versions of the movie. There's the two hour version, and then there's an almost three hour version. Uh, yeah, the the original movie title for the movie was going to be called Untitled, and um, studio said the movie was too long. So Crow got to put it out on DVD, Blu-ray, um, but it just adds more to the tour. There's just little moments. Um, oh God, I can't believe I went all this way without saying anything about Kate Hudson. Um, yeah, Kate Hudson. Was the first thing you said. Fucking sorry, Kate Hudson. Sorry, I know she's listening. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in my head, movies. Um, it's Penny Lane. <laughs> Is goddamn perfect. Um, you had to bring up Traffic Thunder. I had to. It works. <laughs> she is perfect as Penny Lane. Uh, she should have won the Oscar. Uh, I had to look this up. It was Marsha Gay Harden won for Pollock. I remember liking the movie Pollock, but I don't remember anything that she did in the movie other than being Ed Harris's wife. Um, Kate Hudson is Penny Lane. It is so, so good between the chemistry between her and Patrick Fugit. Um, God, just everyone in the cast. The one thing that I have not been able to spot in this movie, and I've done my research, I've watched it, Eric Stoltz is in every Cameron Crowe movie. Really? Yes. He's in, he's in Almost Famous but he's almost unrecognizable. Some people Say have said he's like... He's unrecognizable in the mask, too. But. Yes. Oh. Good movie. That's a music oh. reference with Cher. Um, but I think he might be David Bowie, or he might be somebody else. But yeah, he's... According to Cameron Crowe, Eric Stoltz is in the movie, so it kept the, kept the streak going at that time. Because he wasn't in Elizabethtown or Aloha, so... Yeah. Aloha. Nobody was in Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. I'm not even getting started on that because the movie pissed me off. Um, yes. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you have seen it, go see it again. It is so goddamn so goddamn good. Yes. Yeah, I will shut up about it because I can just keep going on. Yeah, it would have been in my top three too, but you already had it. So it's actually I think my wife still has the lanyard that she got when it came out. When she was working at the movie theater, uh, I think oh. she still has it today. I'll trade her something because it's it's uh, one of her absolute favorite movies behind Jurassic Park. Oh, That's pretty good taste, Jurassic yeah. Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Little piece of trivia for you: I've never seen Jurassic Park. Bullshit. No, I have not watched it. Bullshit. Guarantee you have not watched it. Just like the Goonies. What? Just like the Goonies? Like the Goonies. That's an an ongoing thing with me and Dan that I've never seen the Goonies. I'm going to keep that. God damn it. You watch Jurassic Park. I'm going to keep that going. 
you watched f- five movies this week and none of them were, <laughs> were the Goonies <laughs> or Jurassic Park. Why would I just randomly watch the Goonies of my own free will? I don't know. Yeah, he, he can't be pressured into it. This has been a, nope, a 30-year this is, this thing. Is, this has been a thing. I will not watch the Goonies while Don is alive. What if I told you you need to get your Joey, Joe Pantaleone fix? I'm not a Joey Pants guy. I'm more well, of a Robert Donnie. Every, everybody's a Joey Pants guy. I'm more of a Johnny Legs guy. <laughs> wow. Dude. <laughs> Audrey will unfriend you if you oh, sure don't, watch, if you sure don't watch Jurassic Park. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, Almost Famous is good. It's a little long, but it's good. Good movie. Good pick. <laughs> Great pick. <laughs> All right, Christian. Uh, last but not least, saving the best for I was I was thinking about doing. Like there are some good documentaries out there, like Hired Guns and Muscle Shoals, that are are really great. They really talk about like inside music, that kind of stuff. But I, we weren't going to go that route. <clears throat> There's a really good, um, I really can't say biopic, but it's a it's a movie about um, CBGB, the historic legendary club in New York. Um, but I did go that way. Uh, Jordan Witt with a career-defining role for J.K. Simmons in Whiplash. I'm going for a career-defining role for F. Murray Abraham, and I'm picking Amadeus. Pick? It is, uh, like, if, if you... It's it's obviously the, the, the story of Mozart from the perspective of uh, Salieri. There's not a whole lot that's technically historically accurate, but the story is amazing. <laughs> F. Marie Abraham does such a great job in this movie. You cannot watch this movie and think that that he is isn't Salieri. It's such a, a fantastic casting. You have him and Tom Hulse as uh, Mozart, Elizabeth Barrage as uh, Mozart's wife. You have Jeffrey Jones in there, who is a, plays a great. Uh, he's a great, well cast as Emperor Joseph II. I love Jeffrey Jones, just about everything he's in. But um, it's it's really really well done. Like when I when I'm talk about a movie that's just proper, like a, like Walk Hard's a goofy movie. Yesterday's kind of a niche interesting scenario movie, but Amadeus is just a well-done film. I haven't seen it. I've... Every time I try to look for it, I can't find a... somewhere to watch it. Uh, It has been one of those that I want to see very badly. You were watching it in school. I didn't see it in school. Uh... Um, have you seen the director's cut? I believe I have. Okay. I think that's what I yeah, purchased on Amazon. Yeah, it says it adds like 20, 30 minutes to the movie. It's yeah, a long I, movie. It's almost three hours, but it's it's absolutely worth it. I'm putting it on my list. I'm finally going to take the plunge. I've got movies trigger. to watch. Yep, finally going to do it. I had I'm to watch La Bamba in school. <laughs> Really? I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah. 
but yeah, the the cast I've always been Milos Forman. I've always liked him. Didn't that win Best Picture in eighty four, eighty five? Uh, I. It, I oh, might have. Let me double check. Do a quick search here. Um, best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor for F. Murray Abraham. Um, best Screenplay, Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Makeup, Best Sound. Yeah, it says IMDb says it won eight. Uh, Roger Ebert's got two reviews of it, which means it's his regular, and then his great movie is one. So, yeah, I think I need to quit fucking around and just watch it. Milos Forman won the DGA for Best Director, Best Directorial Achievement. Um, it won Best Motion Picture, Best Actor, Best Director, and Best Screenplay for Golden Globes. Um, it won Best Foreign Language Film from the Japan Academy Film Prize, which obviously for them it is foreign. Um, just tons of awards. Yeah, if I'm 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 actually legit surprised you have not seen this. It's always been it's always been the one I've been chasing. So Well now you have to watch it. Now I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, have you seen it? I have not. Not all of it. It's a long I've one. It's it's it's, yeah. it's it there are some parts where it's pretty slow, but uh I, I love it. Yeah, I, uh, I've never sat and watched the whole thing for one sitting. So I, I can't add much to it because I don't really, I can't really speak of it. It's been a while since I've even attempted since, to watch any of it. Since I'm the only person that's seen it, that means my opinion is the only one that matters. <laughs> you win best movie. <laughs> yeah. Take that to the bank. Uh, I don't think they're taking deposits right now. Oh, oh, they can take deposits. You know, there's this this thing called the ATM. Not the movie award bank. So it was some good lists. Yeah, it was difficult to just keep it at three. Um, I have some honorable mentions, and I was just actually adding some. As we were going through the show, um, do you guys? What's the? Who wants to start with an honorable mention? Uh, I will start. Uh, you mentioned Billy Crudup in uh, Almost Famous, and I don't even like him the most. You know, his best performance isn't even in that movie for me. It's another music movie that he did called Rudderless in 2014. Uh, it stars him. And Anton Yelchin. Um, I never heard of this movie. Uh, oh, it's fan fucking tastic. It'll rip your heart out, though. Um, so it's a it's a story about a guy that uh, his kid gets killed in a school shooting in college, or I think he was in college. He was a freshman in college, um, and he stumbles upon a box of his music that the kid was writing and uh, the dad, you know, picks, he's a guitar player and he picks it up and, 
you know, plays a few songs and then goes to like the local gigs because it's like his therapy. I mean, this guy was, you know, had a million dollar company and whatnot and his whole life shattered. He got divorced and everything like this event just ruined his whole life. So his therapy was then re, you know, recreating his son's music and he's kind of just playing it at a local bar and uh, Anton Yelchin is there one night. He's like, Hey, you got to play these. You got you, you got to join my band. We got to play these songs. And you know, it ends up, you know, they end up going for a little while and some stuff comes out and the movie takes a huge turn. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's really good. It's Billy Crudup's best performance in my opinion. So you should check it out. It's on my list. I'm going to have, I've got four movies to watch now. Yeah, if, I, if I could tell you any one of my movies tonight, is that's the one I would tell you to watch. What was it called? Rudderless? Rudderless. All right. uh, my first honorable mentioned uh, is The Crow, which I think is the best, best movie about a vengeful dead musician. <laughs> um, doesn't... I debated on this, so went back and, you know, asked you guys. Um, he does play music. He is a part of the band, but yeah, it's a music movie. No, nope. no. So that's why I put it on my honorable mention. So, um, yeah. Um, can we just get it out of the way? Do all of us? I know Christian. I know how Christian feels. I know how I feel. Worm, how do you feel cool. about Blues Brothers? It's oh, it's on my list. It's an okay. Amazing movie. Okay. Because I don't want anyone to think that we're, you know, going to talk for two hours here and not mention Blues Brothers at all. So Donald I, Duck Dunn was one of the reasons I tried to pick up the bass guitar. You, you slap at a bass, man? I, I slap at a bass. Why do you sound like a leprechaun? <laughs> there were tons of guys <laughs> licking other guys' basses. <laughs> There's going to be an, an on, ongoing gag where we randomly reference the two movies that I picked, episode one. Yeah, forgetting Sarah Marshall and I love you, man. <laughs> People don't forget. <laughs> that that being said, I love you, man. Could be called a music movie because they do yeah. start a garage band and they do go to a Rush concert. That is true. They do they do play some music? Yes. They do slap at the bass. Slap at the bass. Uh, yeah, I've Blues Brothers always that love started with just just the just how fucking crazy it is. Just the the car crashes and everything, just the mayhem. Oh, such a funny movie. Yes, but getting God. older, the music is so goddamn good. Blue Sheen um, Aykroyd are, are yep perfect. Yep. The, the nice thing I like the only, the only thing that Aykroyd's really done recently that I like is his he I don't know if he still does but he used to have a syndicated radio show. Yeah, I think it's still where on. He reprised his character as um, whichever Blues Brother he was. Oh, really? And he he does uh, yeah, it's all in character. Okay. Kind of, kind of. Because I know he did the, like the the early morning Sunday morning things that was yeah. on here where he was just playing blues music. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, Blues Brothers is just required. So I just wanted to make sure that we got that out there. Piece of interesting trivia here: uh, Duck Dunn, who was the bass player, and um, oh crap, I'm I'm brain farting on the guitar player right now. Jesus. Sorry. Anyway, they were both part of uh, Booker T and the MGs. 
and they wrote a song, which again, I'm brain farting because I didn't Google it before this popped up. Was it the um, five time, five time, five time? No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was just kind of weird how they were, they were in a fictional cover band covering one of the songs that they wrote, which I thought was kind of a bizarre coincidence. Interesting. That's next yeah. level. That's yeah, that's like that's some, meta. That's some Inception shit right there. Yes. <laughs> but that, another uh, great role by the greatest comedic actor who will always be missed, John Candy. Yes. Carrie Fisher as the, the, yeah. the person the, the, hunting the, them. The, the scorned lover. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, everybody, everybody hates Illinois Nazis. <laughs> I yeah, just even just the little scenes where they're 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 in the the apartment and he's making the the fucking cheese sandwich or yeah. the grilled cheese sandwich. Just little things like that are just so yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, and I would also say watch the director's cut or the extended cut because you yeah. get everything that comes back. You get the Bismarck. I mean, it's. I think it's like 20, 30 minutes. It's great role by Frank Oz. Yes. Yes. <laughs> As the prison guard. Yeah. That's a, oh, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm actually upset. I should have, I should have picked Blues Brothers instead of yesterday. You're welcome. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You can change it. Do you want to? No, I'm stick. I'll stick with it. Because okay. let's re re record the episode. Let's redo it. Yeah. No. No. Just say instead of yesterday, I I want the Blues Brothers. It like it doesn't nope. matter, Don. Who does matter? Blues Brothers is a great movie. Yesterday is a, is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> because you say so. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick. I mean, I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to stop and talk about something else. But I'll I'll throw out a honorable mention out there. Um, one we talked about last week is the doors. Yeah, with yes. Val Kilmer. We love Val. He did a fantastic job. It's a good movie. Uh, the Doors are an are iconic band, and the the music is great. He performed all the all the songs himself. You really can't do a much better job than uh, Val Kilmer did with the Doors. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, I have one that I think we all liked uh, from 2019, The Sound of Metal. I was going to bring that one up, too. Yep. Uh, starring Riz Ahmed. Um, he's a deaf metal drummer, or he's going deaf, uh, who ends up fully deaf. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty visceral movie about you know struggling to accept the fact that he's going deaf. And uh, he's trying to save up money for a colloquial, colloquial implant. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's 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 fantastic. I mean, I cried a couple of times in that movie. I couldn't believe yeah. that it was getting that kind of reaction out of me. Well, it's just, but, I mean, the actor who I've never seen anything before does such a great job of just showing that his entire life and everything he's worked for is done. He cannot follow his dream anymore, and that's heartbreaking. Yep. That was the word I was thinking of. 
it's yeah it's a at the end when he pulls the implant out of his ear and just looks up at the sky and you hear nothing and he's he finally peace. comes to it, it it's <laughs> it's really powerful yep yeah. yeah it's one of the most moving endings yeah it's yeah i got the recommended recommendation from you christian i mean i had heard about the movie but I told you that I loved it, that it hit uh, hit a spot, and I've I have recommended it to anybody who will listen. Yeah, if you've got Amazon Prime or any way that you can watch it, yeah, The Sound of Metal, it's it's fantastic. Uh, one more uh, honorable mention from me is it is kind of a biopic, which is something that we tried to avoid, but it's loud, quiet, loud. The story that of uh, the Pixies. <laughs> and uh i'm a huge pixies fan and uh yeah it just talks about you know the 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 band recording you know how they record their albums stuff like that and uh the tension between um frank black and uh his bass player kim deal and uh it's it's a really influential band not a whole lot of people nowadays follow them but um yeah the, the pixies are a really good band and i really enjoyed a little learning more about them i have never heard of that documentary before i wrote that one down too there's another it's like seven movies you gotta watch now i think one. it's seven yeah it's it's at five right now it's more uh, fodder for your notebook i know it's never ending uh i've got a recommendation here it's an obvious one before i get into the one that i actually wrote down uh the movie airheads 1993 yes. or four <laughs> uh <Brendan> god <laughs> damn because i i wrote this down when we were talking about walk hard just stuff that's endlessly quotable <laughs> um yeah i if it's kind of There's the same three thing. of you you can't be the lone be ranger, ranger. <laughs> Uh, if you don't like this movie, yeah, we need to talk. It's, it's, it's everyone. It's yeah, because it's 1993. Everyone is just young and just, but yeah, endlessly like quotable. St- gr- Steve great. Buscemi in it too. Steve yeah, Buscemi's in it. One yeah, of the band. yeah, because at the end Him, of the movie, Adam when Sandler he's and... oh, yeah. Mike Richards, Michael Richards, uh, Michael McEwen, uh, Joe Montana as the DJ. Um, Chris Farley as the cop. Um, God, it's so. Yeah, Chris Farley steals that movie. He's only in about three minutes, and he's yeah. fantastic in it. Yes, uh, I love the the big reveal about um Brendan Fraser's character. Oh, his, his character's name? <laughs> Chester. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that he plays D and D. Oh yeah. Yeah, I play D and D too. Um, yeah, Michael McKean with the big ponytail is amazing. <laughs> is uh, the guy that owns the radio station, I believe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he just wiped his ass with the contract. <laughs> yeah, it's that's uh, that's one of those no- movies that'll just never ever get old. So, um, do you guys have any other? Oh, I got a few, so I'll keep. Okay, I got just... I, I got one left, so. All right, uh, I'll just throw this one out there quick. Uh, if you like Queen, go watch Bohemian Rhapsody and just turn the volume up super loud. 
No. Uh, the, movie, the movie's mostly trash. It doesn't follow any of the Queen story, but if you like Queen music, then you can definitely sit through it. That's right. I was, I was going to contest that because it's so inaccurate, but yeah, yeah if, if you're just watching it for music, yeah, I can, I can guess I can see that. Just yeah. listen to their greatest hits album. It's that's all it is. Yeah. The movie is yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. The editing's bad. The historical accuracy is bad. It's, it's, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. Cause I can, I was thinking about this earlier about, uh, I'm not liking these jukebox musicals. The, is it the, jukebox musical? <laughs> yeah, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man. Um, the we're behind, behind the candelabra. We're just basically made because of the hits. Um, and I had read that they were going to make a David Bowie biopic called Stardust. Uh, but they couldn't get any of the rights to David Bowie's music. So they were somehow going to do a biopic on David Bowie without any of his music. And it's like, what the fuck is the goddamn point? Well, they did that with Hendrix. And that that um, that one was actually not too bad. They they couldn't use any of his rec- recorded music because the uh, the estate wouldn't let them. So they had to do like live stuff and covers. But it ended up not just not not being a very bad movie. The the actor they picked was really good. it was um oh, what was his name the dude from uh God I want to say it was a dude from Outcast. I think you're right Andre on that. Three thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or Big Boy. No, it was Andre. Big Boy's not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just asking. Uh, downtown yeah, I... funky stuff, Malone. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, but I'm go ahead. <laughs> it, it's it it really does a really good job of of getting into his history and and his rise, and it, it you know it, it brings up this like the the it references this the when he meets Clapton for the first time and Clapton walks off stage because he's so upset and he he asks his um. Uh, his manager, who chases him in back into the bathroom, he says, "Is he really that good?" Which is an actual thing that happened. Mm. Which is just, if you can, if you can push Clapton off stage, <laughs> you're you're doing something right. Yes, yes. But there's that scene, and they do another scene where, um, which which album was that? I don't remember if it was um, um, Sergeant Pepper. But I think it was Sergeant Pepper when the Beatles released that. Um, Hendrix got the experience to cover Sergeant Pepper like the very next day after it was released. And they they did a concert and the the Beatles were in the show, not in the show, but they were at the show in the in the the, uh, the stands. Which is <laughs> I mean you you learn a really complicated song like Sergeant Pepper in a day with a full group and you perform it live on stage in front of the band that wrote the song. I mean, that's pretty damn impressive. So the stuff that they were able to do in Hend- in that, uh, let me Google it quick, get the title of it. It's uh, Jimmy All Is By My Side. I mean, yeah, they did a yeah. really good job, even though they were handcuffed by not being able to use his actual music. Well, that sounds like worth watching other than 
So yeah, anyway, I bogarted your your recommended selection. So I'll go back to and I didn't mean to shit on Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's just way no, too easy. So, but I no, agree the with mo- the the Queen music. It it makes you just want to listen to Queen music after you watch a movie. Right, that's that's all it is. And Remy Malek was pretty damn good as Freddie Mercury. Is that's the last thing I'll say about that movie. Good. <laughs> all right, so I have one more. Um, Yes, this one was really hard to not put in my top three. Um, no, it is the... I want to get the year right on this one. I had it up in front of me. Uh, 2007's Once, uh, starring Glenn Hansard and Marquita Erglova. Uh, it is about two people who... Two strangers who meet. Uh, they have a just whirlwind week where they fall in love... Rehearse, play music, everything. Uh, the soundtrack is unbelievable. Uh, it's just one of the best just love stories of that type. Um, I still think to this day that the two of them are secretly married. Uh, it's, it's... Secret love. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I can't say it enough. Um, yeah, the the scene where the two of them are singing in the music store, I want to say, is just one of the... It's, it, they showed in the preview, but it's just... It's so good. Uh, yeah, once. Um, I do have a question for you guys. Uh, it had come up. Uh, have you seen the new version of A Star is Born? No. Yes. What did you think of... Oh my god, I'm ducking out of here. Lead actress's name. Lady Gaga. Uh, what did you think of her in that movie? Uh, for being a musician and not an actor, she was pretty damn good, I thought. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I was going to put that on my mentionables list because when she gets to sing for the first time in front of everybody in the, in the stadium... And she hits that high note. It's just really fucking good. Um, so that's all I got. Uh, uh, well, on the same vein, how about Eminem in Eight Mile as an actor? That was on my that was on my <laughs> list that I had before. The I, it took me a long time to get to watching Eight Mile, but it, it was it was good. Yeah, I, I like like you said about Lady, Lady Gaga. Um, you don't expect any acting chops from some of these musicians and I think he did a really good job considering he's not an actual actor. Yeah. And the Cheddar Bob shooting himself jokes never get old in regards to certain <laughs> NFL players. Oh Plaxico. Never get old. <laughs> never ever. Never ever. Um before we move on from the the star a star is born, I still like Bradley Cooper singing the black eyes up on stage by himself. So I guess I really need to watch this movie. It's it's good. It's uh, I hadn't I hadn't seen any of the other versions of it. Uh, had you, I mean, I have did... you seen either of the previous two, Christian? No, I haven't watched any yet. Okay, watch the one with Dolly. All right. That, is that the one with that's Christopherson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Christopherson. Uh, 
Whistler. Um, yeah, I I thought I thought this. I mean, I thought this. I thought this movie did a. It was just really good. It just hit the points home about you know addiction and all that and fame and everything. But I remember my brother and I texting each other. You know, saying mm. you know this this movie's hard to watch with the the alcoholism and all that. So. If I can get a message from him with something like that, it's like, oh, okay, this may be... Yeah, it doesn't seem like something that Tracy would really get into, but... Yes. So, Look, yeah. But, I have yeah, to I've... correct myself. It wasn't Dolly. It was Barbara Streisand. Sorry. Babs. Sorry. It's okay. We love you, Sorry. Dolly. Uh, <laughs> do we have anything else on music? Anything? I got a couple more if anyone has anything else. No, I'm done. Go ahead, Warren, uh, finish us off. I just want to give a quick shout out to School of Rock, which is an underrated, yes, awesome movie with Jack Black. The only movie uh, I know of that actually got permission from Led Zeppelin to use their songs. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> that same thing. Uh, and I don't want to have another repeat of last week where we don't mention movies that people love. So <laughs> <laughs> I just want to mention Wayne's World and uh, High Fidelity are both oh, you know, decent um, and one more that I have is a uh, recommend to a well, slight recommend. Uh, it's a movie called we are your friends. It's from 2015 starring Zach Efron, uh, as a DJ and, uh, it's him and Emily Radjikowski and Wes Bentley. Um, but yeah, Wes Bentley is this superstar DJ who's dating Emily and Zach is this you know, try aspiring DJ and he sort of befriends each other and there's some betrayal and everything else. But yeah, it's actually a pretty good movie. All right. So we've gone so. two hours here. We honestly Ooh. not going to mention purple rain. No, purple no, rain. I mean, no. you just did. I just did. <laughs> I think I, I, the movie itself was pretty, just by the numbers, but when Prince performs, it just takes the movie to a different level. So, are we gonna not bring up Pirate Radio, another Philip Seymour Hoffman movie? That's a good movie too. Yeah, it was okay. I didn't really care. This is why this list was hard to do. Yeah, whoever decided to. We're going to cut it down to three movies to save time. Meanwhile, two hours later. Yeah, two hours later, we're still talking here. So, obviously, that means we like we like these kinds of movies. So, And I'm going to go see uh, Amadeus. Anything you guys are going to see that you jotted uh, down? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll watch Rudderless on Jordan's recommendation. Perfect. Let me know what you think. No. I'm going to keep it to well, myself. I will... Uh... <laughs> Just send me a picture of all your tears on the ground. <laughs> oh, you mean other than my normal tears that I cry every day? Yeah. All right. All right. Say goodbye, guys. Purple rain. Purple hey, fuck rain. off, John. Uh, turn my pages, bitch. <laughs> and get your patchouli stink out of my store, dumb motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bye!